I was really looking for that validation. And that led over to other aspects of my life. Like, okay, so what else do I have to do to be considered a man? So I need someone else to tell me that I'm a man. And it all started from me comparing myself to someone in that situation at such a young age. Our mission is to illuminate the way for our next generation to be aware, be accountable, and appreciate life. And that starts with us being the best emotionally intelligent examples we can be. I am one of your hosts, Recovery Ray. Let's learn and grow together. Welcome to episode 133 of the Balance Period Podcast, the show where we share stories of self-observation and actualization with one intention in mind. And that is to empower you to be the best emotionally intelligent example you can be for our next generation. I am one of your hosts, Recovery Ray. And the bald sage. All right. For today's episode, we are going to have a conversation about social comparison. And we're also going to be offering up a few different ways that you can better manage the social comparison that you experience on a moment to moment basis. So, Nick, are you ready to have this discussion on what social comparison is and how we can more effectively manage it? Yeah, I'm looking forward to adding value to people's journeys today. Most definitely. Just to give a little background on social comparison. Now, this is just one way that it has been looked at through the lens of psychology. Social comparison theory uh, was first proposed back in 1954, and it was by a psychologist named Leon Festinger. And he suggested that people had an innate drive to evaluate themselves and to compare themselves to other people. And the intention behind it was for us to be able to to have a benchmark by which we can make accurate evaluations of ourselves to you know determine whether we need to make improvements or make adjustments to our lives. So it's kind of more like a, a way to gauge where we are. Um, based on what we want to accomplish in life or who we want to become. And if you do so mindfully, then you're able to learn so that you can develop and grow based on the comparison that you notice between you and someone else. And so after, you know, hearing that that brief background, talk a little bit about your perspective on, you know, comparison, social comparison and, and how it has influenced your journey up until this point. And it takes me. All the way back to being a kid, I remember like distinctly one of the first times that I ever dealt with this in my life and it had, it stuck with me for a long time. So what happened was it was me, my mom, and my uncle. And this is when I have to be less than 10 years old. And we're in the kitchen and we're eating pizza and my uncle bites it. And as he pulls it, the cheese kind of strings out. And my mom goes, okay, yeah, slurp it like a man, Dale. And I was like, that that's what men do. Like, like if I slurp my pizza like that, my mom will say that to me. Tell me why for years after that moment, I would do that consistently around my mom without saying she's not aware of this at all. I just kept doing it because I wanted to hear her say it. Never did. But that was something as I got older and started to become more self-aware, I realized like, man, I was really looking for that validation. And that led over to other aspects of my life. Like, okay, so what else do I have to do to be considered a man? So I need someone else to tell me that I'm a man. And it all started from me comparing myself to someone in that situation at such a young age. And so that was like huge in the aspect of as I became more aware and started to look back like, wow, there's so many aspects of my childhood that has led up to now. And But yeah, that aspect of social comparison was like my first real introduction. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. I know early on for me, too, I would generally and we'll talk about it here in a moment. There are a couple 
ways of comparison. And the, the first kind is upward comparison. As I was saying, you know, you might feel inferior to someone else based on what you observe or is downward social comparison, meaning that you might feel superior. And a lot of, of it for me in my experience was that, right? It was feeling inferior. And then ultimately that inferiority would then influence my self-esteem or my self-worth to not feel like, like you were saying, like to feel like if I don't do this and I'm not a man, you know? Um, and I think that is definitely something that, that is common amongst amongst our generation, for sure, because I know I experienced it quite a bit, too. And so to talk a little bit more about the two types of social comparison, so upward, right, and thinking about looking at someone's ability or someone's attributes as a person and you see them as being um, further along in a journey that you might want to embark on right i know it happens a lot for me early on in the the social media you know world i'm on instagram and i'm looking at oh this person says they're a 17 year old millionaire i'm 23 like why is it that at age 17 this person is a millionaire and i am nowhere near that um and you know it is looking at people that are that you perceive to be somewhere completely, you know, far, way far ahead in in wherever it is that you might be wanting to get in your life. And then the other is the downward. And so this one is oftentimes looking at other people who might not be as good at something as you are. And I think naturally, I used to do this often to make myself feel better about where I was in my journey. And that is generally what it's linked to um, from psychology's perspective as well. It's We oftentimes do that so that we can feel better about who we are and where we are, which isn't sustainable because that means that we would always need someone to be um, beneath us in order for us to feel good about ourselves. And as we had talked about often on this show, you know, we have the ability to cultivate our own level of self-worth from the inside out to where we don't need outside sources to validate our worth. Um, and we can be whole and be ourselves and be confident in our authenticity. I mean, it makes a lot of sense, though, that we do that, because when you think about it, as we said before, when we looked upwards, we felt little. And we don't always like to feel that way. So, of course, we're going to find the complete opposite to make sure that we're good. And so we're going to find that's people that we consider, quote unquote, less than where we are right now based on some standard we've set for ourselves so we can feel better in that moment. So that when we do go back and we compare ourselves with people above us, we don't feel as bad. And now some some people might even have them hang around you as friends and keep them close by. I've done that before mm -hmm. in life because that's something we don't talk about a whole lot is that we put certain people in our lives who we feel like, yeah, we're just they look up to us. So we keep them around. So we feel good about ourselves, mm -hmm. man. Talk a little bit more episodes. about that. Are you yeah, talk, talk, that? A, talk a little bit more about that. Wow. So as we continue to develop and grow, we find these things out about ourselves that, like we said before, we're looking upward. We're looking at people we're comparing ourselves to, where we want to be at, what we want to do, but we're not there yet. And so where we're at right now, no matter what, we still want to feel good. We want to feel comfortable. And there are times that we have people in our lives who look up to us who, you know, you might have that friend in your group who you always play pranks on, who you always treat a little bit different than everybody else. And that is like a literal lineup to, hey, you have this person in your life right now, not to better them, not to see them be great. And it's not, I'm not saying that you're evil to this person. I'm just saying that as who's been that person before and who's been the person doing those things, being in that situation does not feel good for that individual. 
And it says a lot to them and on their how they view themselves and their levels of self-esteem and things like that. Like it gets so cluttered when you start to create that for your life. But the wall said all that to say this, be mindful of those who you have in your life and how you treat them. Uh, a lot of times you hear me say, treat yourself as you was a, as you would a friend who's going through something. That goes the same thing through everybody in your life. And it's being mindful of those people who you choose to put below yourself or seemingly put below yourself for you to feel better. And it's taking the time to, you know, rectify those situations. For sure. Yeah, definitely valuable points there. We can only manage what we measure. That's why we partnered with Whoop so you can get the all new Whoop 4.0 for free. It's the latest and most advanced fitness and health wearable on the market. Not only does it monitor your recovery, sleep, training, and overall health, it also offers personalized recommendations and coaching feedback. I've been using the WHOOP 3.0 for about a year and a half now, and the feature that I'm looking forward to most in the WHOOP 4.0 is the haptic technology, which allows it to gently vibrate. So now I'll be able to be awakened by a gentle vibration on my wrist at either my body's optimal time of recovery or a predetermined time that I set before I go to bed. Visit join.whoop.com forward slash balance period and order your Whoop 4.0 today. All right. So let's talk a little bit about ways that people can begin to better manage their social comparison. And I know we can start by talking about self-awareness. And for anyone listening, if you want just a deep dive on what self-awareness is, go back to episode 124 of this podcast. That's all we talked about with self-awareness. And the reason why that's so important is because as we talked about early on in our journey, it was difficult for us to manage our social comparison because how we compared ourselves to people would influence our level of self-worth. As our journeys have progressed, I know at least for me, the more self-aware I became, the more I understood my value and my worth. And I didn't need anything external to validate me believing in how valuable I am and me believing in my ability to succeed. And so I think by gaining a deeper understanding of where you currently are as it pertains to your level of self-awareness and seeking to develop yourself in that area, you will notice that how you compare yourself to other people will change because you're no longer doing so seeking to gain validation to help you feel better about yourself um, and your value and your worth. So can you talk a little bit about self-awareness and how it, how it plays into social comparison? Man, I just want to piggyback off what you said towards the end, talking about the aspect of when you're comparing, you're in, in a way seeking that validation. I feel like that's right on the head because I look at where I'm at now and I realize that I can't say that I'm out here comparing myself to people. I know that there's people who have skills that I don't currently have. I know there's people who do things that I don't currently do. And when I see them do that, I look at what they do and I'm like, okay, yeah, I want to add that to what I do. I want to take that. They do that. I, that don't really fit me that way. So that's kind of the way that I start to approach it now because I became aware that as long as I approach it from the other aspect, I'm going to come at it from a place of detriment of less than, oh, they're already doing this or doing that. Instead of a place of like a peer to peer relationship and the aspect of, oh, I know I do things that this person doesn't do. They do things that I don't do. I would like to learn some of the things they do. Kind of mm -hmm. referencing back to what you said earlier, once you start to become aware of why you're doing things, 
then with that level of self-awareness, you can then make the changes that you need to make so that you can start living the life that you want to live. For sure. And to stay on self-awareness is understanding that the more self-aware you are, the more aligned that you are going to be with your purpose. And we are all unique. We all have a reason why we are here. And my reason isn't LeBron James's reason isn't Gary V's reason, right? So when we find ourselves comparing ourselves to these people that we might look up to, it's understanding that we have a unique purpose here and that when we are aware of that purpose, then we don't need to be seeking what these other people that we might look up to are doing in order to help us along our journey because what they do won't necessarily work for us. So it's important to know that you are unique and that the more self-aware you become, the more effectively you can align the habits that you practice and align how you spend your time and energy with fulfilling that purpose. And that will help you adjust how you see the way you compare yourself to other people where they are on their journey. All right, the second is questioning yourself. And I'm going to let you take this one, Nick, I know we both have done this along our journey, but I definitely appreciate the explanation that you have to the value of questioning yourself. So can you share a little bit more about how that can help people better manage their social comparison? Definitely. Um, that that question of why it puts you in a mental space of more of a problem solving rather than, oh, why am I like this or why is this happening to me? To me, it kind of gives you a a broader spectrum of awareness because a lot of times when we find ourselves in those moments of comparing ourselves, needing validation and feeling how it flows in the other aspects of our lives, that simple question up to why gets to bring us back to this present moment. Cause like I said before, now we're in more of a problem solving mode rather than a victim mode or why is this me mode. And when you start to question yourself, you start to uncover things within your journey that when you look back on it, you'll laugh. Like I said earlier, I was all, hyped up over wanting to bite and pull string cheese pizza in a certain way just so I could feel like a man. And when I start to ask myself questions about why I compare myself to others, that was the thought that came up. And I was able to look back and laugh on that and realize like, hey, that how you eat pizza does not define who you are as a human being. And that gave me the awareness to then start to make those changes in the direction that I wanted to go. Mm. Yeah. And I think questioning yourself also helps you become more self-aware so this is something that is a way to develop self-awareness is through questioning yourself and i highly recommend for anyone listening just sitting and asking yourself these questions is great but i would say keep track of your answers whether that is writing them down in a journal or keeping a voice memo in your phone really you know be intentional about how you keep track of the answers that you have to these questions because it will allow you to look at who you are from a different perspective and it will empower you to make different decisions and to make the changes necessary in order for you to develop and grow into the best version of yourself and align what you believe about yourself and the habits you practice with your purpose. So, Nick, can you talk through a couple of questions? So just something that people can reference, example questions that people can ask themselves as it pertains to social comparison? Yeah, so one good one that uh, I'll do on social media is 
it first starts, like we said, a mindfulness practice. So I'm going to give you guys a couple of things. I'm going to give you a mindfulness practice first. Reason being is because it helps you get you in that mental state for yourself to ask questions because we're being intentional with this question asking. So the mindfulness practice is, and we're going to use social media. As you scroll through social media, instead of start, instead of judging posts and going there for entertainment, look at how you feel inside based off the posts that you look at. And the reason you're doing that is because you're going to start to become aware of the shift of emotions that you have while you're scrolling through social media. And as you start to have those those shift in emotions and you see this post and you feel some of that jealousy, you feel some of that in there, then you're like, where is this coming from? Why do I have this jealousy towards this post, which has nothing to do with me, which someone put on the Internet for them on their own journey? And once you start to ask those questions of why do I feel this way or where is this coming from? Or how does this serve me right now in the journey that I'm going? Those questions are what is what's going to expand your awareness of why you are where you are within this moment, which then empowers you to be able to make the changes that you like to make. Facts. Those are really good questions. I have one to add on there, and it's what can I learn from this? Um, that's been one that's been valuable for me over the last about year and a half or so. I learned it from Dr. Susan David. She wrote the book Emotional Agility. That was one of the questions that I have been able to ask myself in moments when I am experiencing feelings of inadequacy or feelings of jealousy in the moment um, or any uncomfortable negative emotion that I experience. I'm able to say, well, what can I learn from this? Most times in those moments when we experience these negative emotions, generally they are a signpost for what we value. So it is like if I'm feeling this jealousy, it might be because of I value providing financially for myself and my family. And if I'm currently not in a space to do that, then I'm jealous because of what I value. It's not because of what I uh, because of another person. It's literally because of what is internally driving me. And so through questioning yourself, you're able to come to these different realizations about who you are. And as we mentioned before, continue to develop your level of self-awareness. So, yeah. All right. And then the last one. So the third thing that you can do, and this is similar to what Nick was just talking about in that questioning process as it pertains to social media. So it's thinking about, I mean, as I talked about before, this theory was uh, you know, brought to light in 1954. Social media was not a thing in 1954. So in understanding that we have an innate drive to compare ourselves to other people, it's understanding that that has now been fueled completely different with social media. It's like throwing gasoline on the flame of us comparing ourselves and we're doing it at a much higher rate because you can just keep scrolling and each thing you see can trigger that feeling of comparing yourself to where that person is on their journey. And so it's taking a more mindful approach to how you use social media, similar to what Nick was describing in the questioning process. But it's understanding that comparison isn't bad. So if you're able to look at social media and or any other way that you consume content, and you are able to more realistically compare yourself to other people, then you can create an environment where you are motivating yourself to develop and grow. It wouldn't make sense for me to compare myself. Let's say I want to become a public speaker. 
And instead of going to the best public speaker in the world and comparing where I am on my public speaking journey to where they are on their public speaking journey, it might be better for me to do some more research about public speaking and the different steps that it takes to get to where it is that 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 greatest public speaker in the world is find other people who are, you know, a couple steps above me on that journey and use them as a reference point to where I am. Now I am still working within social comparison, but I am doing so in a more intentional and mindful way. And ultimately what that does is it helps us to increase our level of self-efficacy, right? We're able to have a deeper belief in our ability to succeed because we see someone else that isn't too far off from where we are succeeding. And so we have an opportunity to more intentionally and mindfully use social comparison to create an environment where we are motivated to learn and to grow and to develop into the best version of ourselves on a daily basis. So Nick, can you talk a little bit more about from your perspective, you know, mindfully using social comparison to empower yourself instead of, you know, belittling yourself in the moment? Oh, definitely. And and that's why as you was talking, I was thinking a little bit because it's hard for me to even use say that you will end up using the word comparison. Because when you start to change your perspective, and I use myself as an example, now let's say use what you said before, you know, talking about public speaking. Say I look at, you know, Tony Robbins. I'm not looking at Tony Robbins in the aspect of, since I'm not comparing myself anymore, I'm not looking in the aspect of, oh, I want to be, he's at this place, I'm at this place. No, now it's what makes him where he is now. Like, why do we think that? Why do I feel like he's such a great speaker? And because of that, I can now take some of those qualities and skills and begin to add them to what I do. Like I said a little bit before, is it becomes more of a peer-to-peer learning relationship rather than, oh, this person is here and I'm over here. Because we've taken away the aspect of needing that validation to be something when it's like, oh, they have skills that I don't use. I know I have skills that they don't use, but I'm going to get some of these skills that they use that I like and add them to what I do and who I am. Yeah, I like that a lot too. And what that brought to mind is the second step of the balanced blueprint, which is self-acceptance. And if we're able to mindfully observe other people where they are on their journey, yes, we can compare ourselves to where they are. But if we don't judge ourselves for where we are in comparison to where they are, we give ourselves the freedom to be more aware of the characteristics that we might need to invest more of our energy into developing within ourselves that will help us progress along our journey of becoming whoever it is we want to become and accomplishing what we want to accomplish in life. So I, I appreciate you you bringing our awareness to that point. The Balance Period store is now open. Each one of our products rocks our logo, which is designed to prompt you to pause, observe a deep breath, and remember that you are whole and you are enough. As a listener of this podcast, you get free shipping on any order from the Balance Period store. Use the code PODCAST at checkout to get your discount. Visit shop.balanceperiod.com and get your mindful merch today. Enjoy the rest of the show. Those are the three things. So in doing a brief recap on what we talked about today, we talked about social comparison. We talked about how it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's something that we all do innately, but we have an opportunity 
to do so more intentionally so that we can create an environment where we are consistently motivating ourselves based on where other people are on their journey to develop and grow into the best version of ourselves on a daily basis. The three ways that you can better manage your social comparison with others is starting with self-awareness, gaining a deeper understanding of who you are and where you are on your journey, tapping into the second step of the balance blueprint, accepting yourself along that process of becoming self-aware is key. And the second is to question yourself. Nick, talk a little bit more about the second one as a brief recap on what we discussed. Yeah, take the time to ask yourself that big why. Why do I feel the way I feel? Why am I looking at it from this perspective? And one of Raymond's uh, favorites, and I love it too, is what did I learn from this? Or what am I learning right now in this moment? Create a, an atmosphere of problem solving around what you deal with instead of an atmosphere of being a victim. It'll greatly change your experience. Facts. And the third thing that you can do to better manage your social comparison is to mindfully use social media. Why? Because social media is a space where we are comparing ourselves to others at a very high rate. So if we do so mindfully with intention, without judgment, then we're able to create an environment where we can consistently motivate ourselves to level up and to learn and to grow and to develop into the best version of ourselves. Why? Because that's important not only for ourselves, but also for the development of our next generation because they pay attention to us. They pay attention to how we move. They pay attention to how we speak and to the energy that we bring into the room. So it's important for us to continue to develop into the best examples that we can be for our next generation. Thank you all. For tuning in today nick is there anything that you would like to leave everyone with today man as always you are already whole and keep enjoying your amazing journey perfect and for me we are unable to fill anyone else's cup if our cup is empty so be sure to prioritize time for self-care continue to learn continue to grow and develop your sustainable self-care system lastly you don't have to be perfect to be great all it takes to incrementally improve the quality of your life is to get started and to keep going. So be patient with yourself. Be kind with yourself as you continue to learn, continue to grow and develop into the best emotionally intelligent example you can be for our next generation. Thank you all once again for tuning in. And we look forward to having you all back next week for the next episode of the Balance Period Podcast. Peace. Later. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Balance Period Podcast. If there was anything you heard from today's episode that added value to your life, we ask you do a couple things. One, implement it into your routine. Continue to learn, continue to grow, and be the best emotionally intelligent example you can be. The second is that you share it. You can find a shareable link to this show on any social media platform that you are on. Our handle is at Balance Period. And remember, be aware, be accountable, and appreciate life. You can do that by taking a moment to pause and observe a deep breath. Peace.